What Were They Thinking is brought to you by HostGator. HostGator is a leading provider of shared, reseller, VPS, and dedicated hosting solutions. Award-winning support is available 24-7, 365 days a year via phone, email, and live chat. Discover why over 9 million websites trust HostGator. Use the coupon code SCHLUCK for 25% off your first purchase. That's SCHLUCK, S-C-H-L-O-C-K, for 25% off your first purchase. What Were They Thinking is brought to you today by GameItAll.com. Whether it's video game news, the latest in music, or movie reviews, GameItAll.com is your one-stop shop for all nerdy talk. Oh man, all these wrestling news sites are terrible. What's the matter, young lad? Ah, Mother Superior! No, don't hit me! Uh, I mean, I I can't find a good wrestling news site. A good wrestling news site? What's... What's so good about a good wrestling news site anyway? Well, I just need a place where I could get all the, the backstage news and rumors and scoop. All right. Don't hit me. I listen. left the orphanage a while ago. All right, listen, Billy's younger brother. I'm not going to hit you this time. Oh, thank you. But I will tell you about a great wrestling news site. Okay. It's, it's, it's not terrible like the last one, right? It's not terrible like the last one. It's called WrestlingNewsWorld.com. You can get all the latest wrestling news, spoilers, results, all the news from all over the wrestling world. That sounds great. No, yeah. it, yes, but you know what? what? It's not going to sound great if you still if you keep up with that mouth of yours. Oh, okay, okay. Um, yeah, again, I left the orphanage a while ago. Uh, if you don't leave, I'm going to tell my parents. I have legal precedent over thirty-seven states. Get back here! Oh! Stop hitting me! <laughs> WrestlingNewsWorld.com Oh, sorry. I was yeah. just, I was just really no, no. enjoying keep the going, theme song. Don't, don't, let, don't, let, don't let me interrupt you. Keep going. <laughs> it's I want, I want mailbag. You to keep... yeah. It's the theme song. It's the mailbag episode. But what were they thinking? Mailbag. A mailbag. A mailbag. <laughs> it has been a long time since we've answered the mailbag, guys. It has been. Uh, Post, Post officer Tim was was quite pleased to see us. Oh, he had a smile on his face as why as long as the as, wow ear to say, ear. I was trying to say as you, wide as the Nile River, <laughs> but the Nile River's long, not wide. Yeah. You get it. Mm-hmm. Post Post Officer Tim. Post Starting Officer off on a great note here. Tim. <laughs> yep, check. Post check. Tim. One two. Is this on hot mic? <laughs> <laughs> uh, so we started doing something new here at uh, what were they thinking? <laughs> We've uh, cocaine. We is- I mean. So- <laughs> What? Coke. Sorry. <laughs> no, no, that, 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 that was that was uh, that was just between you and I. Oh, sorry. Yeah, that's not that's not podcast official. We, we shouldn't put that. In. Okay. I'll just I'll, I'll, I'll totally cut that out later. Good. Good. Yeah. So I wouldn't want anyone to know that I do cocaine. What? <clears throat> no, we've. Uh, so what? Basically, what I've done is after we after we've announced the movie that we're gonna do, um, I put up a little Twitter poll to see what people think of that movie. So we're going to be a little behind with these because obviously we the, just based on the the way in which we record our episodes. So uh, if you don't like it, you know, you know, suck it. <laughs> so. Tough rocks, yeah. And there um, we got our so, wrestling reference out again. There we go. Um, so I put up a poll about My Bloody Valentine, which was the not the last movie, but the movie before that that we covered a few mm-hmm. weeks ago. And basically, I said, "Who's seen the film?" Is it a pass? Is it a fail? Somewhere in the middle. Please vote and leave a brief comment below if you've seen the film. So, I'll give you the uh, the results first. So, uh, fail one, but it was very tight. It was very very close. Um, mm-hmm. Fail one with thirty six percent of the vote. Okay. Fifty fifty, thirty two percent, and pass thirty two percent. 
Oh, that's, that's, a, that's a tight race. It was pretty uh, it was pretty split down the middle. So here's uh, some of the comments we got uh, just about the movie, about having seen the movie. I'll save the best best one for last. Um, at WL Imbalance, it's a work-life imbalance podcast. <laughs> the title makes me <laughs> laugh. Um, Jensen Ackles was not enough to make me like that movie. The original is just as good or better in the B-horror B movie category. Uh, at PPCLTR thoughts that's pop culture thoughts they said it's pretty solid but maybe a little unremarkable I've seen it twice and I remember enjoying it both times but I don't remember much about the, about it so that <laughs> you're getting at it it's 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 forgettable <laughs> yeah this seems to be the theme here so um Z at Z Kitty podcast the zombie kitty podcast I've all, this, uh, she actually hasn't seen the movie. She just said, I've always been interested in seeing this one for some reason, probably because it looks like stupid fun. I will say yes. You should see it. It is uh, it is stupid fun. Um, our good our good friend over at EILF Movies, this is uh, Steve commenting. Mm-hmm. He said, it's been a while since I watched it, but I remember it being okay for the 3D horror flick that it sets out to be. So, yeah, hashtag fly eagles fly. <laughs> <laughs> this is clearly a long time ago when I put this poll up. Either like, was it a hot take? Like, do you think we were going to be a, 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 a not a Patriots fan? I'm just no. Yes, I agree with you on that one, Steve. <laughs> um, HVH at HVH podcast. Brent from the Home Video Hustle uh, basically says he likes the original way more, but as a dumb slasher movie, this one's fine. Um, at Filmmakers Pod, it's the Filmmakers Podcast, says it was one of the first commercial new wave 3D films. The novelty was quite uh, unique at the time. So as cheesy and silly as it was, I remember I thoroughly enjoyed it. And our last comment here, <laughs> I got a kick out of, this is from at False Starts Pod, so the first False Starts Podcast, um, Lewis in particular. He says, I took my girlfriend to see this movie as one of our first dates. She's now my wife. I owe it all to My Bloody Valentine 3D for being so generic and forgettable that she forgot the date almost instantly and I got another shot. It's not a great flick. <laughs> <laughs> I was so, going to say, you take you take a girl to uh, a 3D horror movie for your first date and she gives you a second date, put a ring on that, man. Holy smokes. <laughs> well, that, yeah, that's what happened, man. She is now his wife. Congratulations, Lewis. I'm glad Jensen Ackles and Kerr Smith and Jamie King could bring you all so close together. I also neglected to mention on that episode, we've now done two movies with that actress, that uh, uh, Jamie King. Okay. And I think the other movie was one of your favorites, uh, Pearl Harbor. Ugh. <laughs> so, why don't you open up that mailbag? Okay. All right. Zip. We only use and the best our... sound effects on this show. <laughs> Our our first question mm-hmm. uh, comes from the uh, soup complex, and that's not the building where they can all the Campbells and Heinz soups. It's actually the Superiority Complex uh, podcast. That's right. Who was the better director in his prime? I'm guessing they're talking about Spielberg or Scorsese. I think so, yeah. Because they follow up with what Spielberg movie would you uh do a remake of with martin scorsese directing and vice versa oh boy okay better director in his prime that is a tough one because mm-hmm. i you know what i'm gonna and it's gonna be controversial no matter which way i go but i'm gonna say scorsese just because i can think of at least a couple of spielberg movies that are not great like 1941 is obviously a big misstep and like ai was okay but we're talking about it in their prime, but I, I oh again, yeah, that's true. I also feel that the the it, it it makes it hard to decide because they're two very different animals when it comes to. I mean, you think of a Spielberg movie, you don't think of you know uh, gritty crime and and streets like you do with Martin Scorsese, mm-hmm. right? So I mean, as as I guess as far as um, you know, I guess. The, it's tough, right? It's it's really tough I'll because say, they're they're I'll, so different. Influence wise on me as especially as a young child, I would say Spielberg. The yes. adult in me is leaning more towards Scorsese. So we're in a real mini weeds type conversation here. Right. <laughs> oh man. You know what? 
I don't know. Like, do you have a, do you have an answer? Uh, I would. I I'm gonna I I'm gonna say Spielberg. Yeah. Uh, just because of the stuff that he did, uh, in his prime, it, it impacted me and still does more so than Scorsese stuff. Don't get me wrong, Scorsese's great, yes. but I've seen um, more out of the Spielberg catalog repeatedly than I have out of the Scorsese catalog repeatedly. You know, I think I'm on board with you. I think I'm going to go with Spielberg, but just let it be known, Superiority Complex, this was not an easy choice. But I think... Not at you all, can't, no. You, you can't really give it to... You can't really not give it to the person who did Jaws, E.T., Close Encounters, Indiana Jones. Like, like that's that's a crazy lineup for, like, especially that's when we're, chi- we're that's talking... That's childhood right there. Yeah, we're talking <laughs> peak Spielberg, right? Yeah. Like, wait, okay. Oh, no, he didn't direct the Goonies. He just produced it, right? I think it was like Joe Either Dante way, he had a hand in it. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. I mean, same thing with Gremlins. Yeah, produce, producer on it, but it's still like a pretty big influence. Wait, I, the thing about Spielberg is a lot of times when people are producers, they don't. it just means they kind of sign their name to the dotted line. Apparently, he does a lot more, and it's not to say that he swings his ego around or anything, but um, he, he just likes to have a, a bit, pretty big say in the movies he, you know, he takes over. Uh, except yeah. for Transformers, I guess. <laughs> Ugh. Because nobody was going to save that bullshit. Um... <laughs> Now the second part of that is the remake, uh, who uh, directing each other's movie, right? Mm, yeah. I think this one actually. I I just thought about that when you when you said it. I think Martin Scorsese directing Munich would have worked. That yes yes. Um, the other way around. Hmm. I'll come back to that. What do you think? What do you think of the? Um, I was I I was gonna say uh, Scorsese maybe. Uh, directing Schindler's List, yeah, would have been interesting. Yeah, that would. Um, and as far as Spielberg directing Scorsese, um, Raging Bull. Yeah, I like that one. Yeah. So what? Did I, so I said Scorsese directing Munich. So Spielberg directing. Oh boy, 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 boy. Um, maybe uh uh. Shit, what's that called? Uh, Cape Fear. I'll go with okay, Cape Fear. Yeah, I think because yeah, yeah. it's it's a Scorsese movie, but it's not like you know, it's not his typical uh, like gangster type film. I think he could do yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, for sure. All right, uh, what do we got next here? We got uh, from Brent over at the HVH podcast, Home Video Hustle. He has a question for each of us uh, individually. I think you could probably do the the one for me too, though. <laughs> uh, yes, <laughs> Nathan. Nathan, mm-hmm. if you were mm-hmm. given the job of making a new Gamera film, so basically, if your that would be if your life became the greatest thing ever in that ever existed. <laughs> if I you, was living the dream, literally living the dream. <laughs> yes. What would be the plot? Um, well, I would, I would definitely have, I would, I would go with, in a direction more like Gamera, uh, versus Baragon. Uh, I would, as much as he gets played out as friend of all children, I would probably minimize the inclusion of children in the, the movie. I would actually make it more about... Uh, adults, so it would definitely have a more of a Godzilla type feel to it. Uh, new monster, obviously. Um, I'm thinking because he's a turtle, um, him taking on, say, maybe a, ooh, maybe a, like a giant iguana <laughs> or komodo dragon would be good because then you can have a very again you can have it be more like the um baragon or even uh jiger um movies uh obviously he would be saving the the world because that's you know gamma gotta do what a gamma gotta do um i feel that i would probably explore 
more of the uh, the origins of Gamera because uh, a lot of times in, in all the movies we only ever get a uh, just a glimpse of like oh he was created by the people of the Moo continent um, to help protect them but they were too late uh, in in saving their civilization so I, I would probably want to I dive a little more deeper into the, uh, the you know how he was created what like exactly why he was created and that. Uh, that research in the movie would help pay off uh, for him to defeat the new monster, which would be again be like a giant Komodo dragon or an iguana. <laughs> Do you have this thing written? No. <laughs> Nathan's got this movie ready to go. <laughs> um. Okay, so that is that. That answers that. So, um, so the invasion angle. Did, did I read it? <laughs> Did I read that question or did I? Did I oh, I, if you could go, Brendan, if you could go back in time. I know I wasn't. I didn't how would you I read have them both booked? Or not. You didn't. Okay. How would you have booked the invasion angle in the WWE? That is a gonna. That is gonna be a long, a long answer. So I will shorten it somewhat by saying this: If you could not get the contracts, okay, this is gonna be some wrestling talks. So I uh, so get ready, but. If you could not get the contracts, because they weren't able to get contracts for Ric Flair, Sting, uh, Goldberg, you know, uh, Scott Steiner even, for like a long mm-hmm. time, right? It was like a year after. I Well, they could, they just wouldn't pony up the dough. It was a lot of dough, though, to be fair. Like, to buy yes. out their AOL contracts. I Don't get them all, yeah. but take the risk, pony up the dough, get the key players. I would have said... Get Ric Flair. At the mm-hmm. very least, get Ric Flair. Don't... On the big night of the... Uh, the, the big uh, Raw thing where, you know, Shane McMahon was at WCW. That's kind of cool and everything. I'm okay with Shane being there. But instead of him saying, I bought WCW, he'd be like, look who actually bought WCW somehow. You know, it's WWE. They can work their way around it. They would write it, yeah. Yeah, and instead of Shane McMahon, it's Ric Flair. And then you have Ric Flair versus Vince McMahon as WWE versus WCW. And then, yes, if you're going to do the invasion angle, you got to pony up the money. You got to bring in at least, you got to bring in Scott Steiner. Uh, Booker T was a good get. I will give them that. Uh, Goldberg, you know, but you got to get the big names. Otherwise, it doesn't work. Because, like, you have, then you end up with matches that's like Bradshaw versus Sean O'Hare. Like, and yeah. no one gives a fuck about that. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Um, I personally, I would, I would, I would have said pony up the dough uh, for at least the three original members of the NWO. Oh yeah, it, and if you're not gonna get Hogan, at least get Nash and Hall. Yes. Or um, also, don't have them lose every week. Yeah. Because <laughs> they were doing this thing where it was very this was and this was before again. This is gonna be some in depth wrestling shit. So buckle your seatbelts but this was before wwe got really into the 50 50 booking stuff uh basically for those for those of you who don't know what that is basically it means like someone would get the win and then the next week the other person gets the win and then at the pay-per-view like the like you know whoever gets the win in the rubber match that is it's always best two out of three yeah yeah that's basically how it's done now Uh, aggressively annoying (laughs) annoyingly so (laughs) But back then it wasn't such a big deal. But it wasn't such a big thing. But they kind of did it during the invasion. They'd have like, oh, WWF won five matches tonight. And the WCW won five matches tonight. Oh, it's a tight race. I would have had WCW obliterate them from the beginning. Like, yeah. just crush them. But you well, know, especially if they wanted to put... Because they put it out to be like Shane versus Vince. And, and like, we've seen that. And if they want... But no, but I mean, not just like the, the match. But I mean, that's they put it out to be... As far as the the whole WCW versus the WWF thing, yeah. so they should have had you know Shane being the upstart and running Ruckshaw like Roughshod all over with the guys because he, like he's the young, smarter, uh, you know, ready for battle, you know, kid who wants he wants the he wants his slice. It's his time, and he wants he wants his time in the spotlight, uh, running you know rough over. All of uh, his dad's company. I still think just having Shane there, just Shane, makes it too much like 
WWF versus WWF. That's why I think that's why I said I think you need Ric Flair or like or like Eric yeah. Bischoff. Yeah, like, I don't think that would have happened at that time. <laughs> no, but I mean, I vi- I get what you're saying though. It, it should yeah. have been somebody not McMahon versus McMahon. Oh shit! Ted Turner comes in. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Vance. <laughs> Jane Fonda owns ECW. <laughs> Well, yeah, that's basically my yeah. answer. Like, to, go, to go through it all would t- take a long time, but clearly, if they had built it up properly with the right people, um, and you know the right amount of time, they wouldn't have had to end it at fucking Survivor Series of that year. Yeah, and the key in this in this situation is having the key players right. for the situation. Also, I want to say, I I like the way it ended. I. I Despite the fact that they were all WWF guys basically on both teams, that was another thing too. The defections got annoying. Yeah. You don't defect everyone to WCW or WWF or whatever. Um, and then it's just like all WWF guys. Like they were like, oh my God, the Dudley boys versus the Hardy boys. It's interpromotional. And I'm like, we, we saw that match three months ago. <laughs> yeah. And they were all working for the same company. So don't give me that bullshit. Yep. <laughs> like Edge versus Test to re to to unite the United States and Intercontinental titles. What? Mm. Neither man has worked for WCW. <laughs> I mean, I will admit they kind of made it interesting for a little bit when they added ECW. Like at first, it was kind of yeah. a cool idea, and they had Paul Heyman. Uh, they did have to add Stephanie McMahon though, which was unnecessary. But. Mm. And uh, you know what? Even uh, just to wrap this up, I will actually give her credit overall. She has improved leaps and bounds on the microphone as a, as a personality. For the most part, I still get annoyed by her. I still find <laughs> it annoying that she takes credit for everything to do with women's wrestling. But I feel mm-hmm. like her actual promos and to get stuff over or whatever, I feel like she's a lot mm-hmm. better. She has a better handle on that now. Yes. Yeah, and she's actually not terrible in the ring, to be honest. I haven't seen her like wrestling forever. Well, she so. wrestled the one of the Bellas at that SummerSlam. That wasn't that bad. Oh, well, it couldn't have been that great because it's pretty forgettable. I don't remember watching it. <laughs> I mean, it was more of an angle than a match. But she, if you yeah. watch that match, she's carrying the, the she's carrying the thing. <laughs> All right. Anyway, that's 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 a lot of wrestling talk. <laughs> it well, is. What do we got next? Thanks, Brent. I really appreciate that. We don't get to do that. We always just get the little references. That's right. Um, Nick and Vince. Okay. I believe that's like Nick, Nick, at, Nick and Vince's podcast, yeah. Okay, at Nick and Vince asks, fave musical? You know, I don't hate musicals uh, just as a general like thing. Um, so, I don't know. Uh, I really like Sweeney Todd. That was a pretty good musical. South Park the movie. <laughs> You don't like musicals? I don't... Uh, well, uh, no. Um, for the most part. Uh, just because I... Ugh. They bother me. And it's a weird thing because if I was to go see a stage production of a musical, I would probably be... I would be enjoyed. Uh, or I would rather enjoy it, rather. <laughs> it would be enjoyed. enjoyed. It would be... I would be enjoyed, too. Um, but that's another thing <laughs> Hey, altogether. check out that guy in the crowd that's watching us. He's in- super fantastic. I'm glad he came. I'm enjoying him. Um, <laughs> I would, I would, I'd enjoy it and have a great time because it's a stage. It's a stage setting. I'm used to seeing singing on stage, singing and dancing, and 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 stuff like that. When it comes to movies, because I'm supposed to kind of check into the movie as being like a slice of something that's happening elsewhere in the world at that time, I find it so off-putting when people just burst into song in the movie like in, in just transitioning out of a real life thing that they're doing into this overwrought song with choreo- choreography and lyrics and everything and then they finish the song and they just go back like nothing happened we didn't just randomly burst into it like a four and a half minute um song and dance routine saying what we were going to say in the next couple of sentences and then now we're just going to go back to you know get, eating some pizza so so you have a hard time buying into the whole idea of like i guess just the general uh nature of a musical of, of, yeah, of, of, it, the, it, of the idea it, of on film yeah okay 
And that's the like that's why I say well, I'm saying that's why I'm saying South Park because uh, it's a musical. There are huge musical numbers, and uh, you know the the animation is is you know to, made to be done look like choreographed dance routines, so it's easily one of my favorites. Um, I did um, I did enjoy how they made they made light of the stuff I was talking about just a minute ago in the Muppets yes movie the one with I, Jason Siegel that I was love good. the Muppets movie yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's a that's pretty fantastic. So, I mean, if it's a situation like that where they're they're poking fun at the idea of musicals on film, I can kind of get behind it. But f- as a rule, like last summer, I had to see Beauty and the Beast at the drive-in because something else was playing that I wanted to see, and Beauty and the Beast was the first movie. I think it was mm-hmm. Spider-Man was the second movie. Right. And so I sat through Beauty and the Beast, and I was just like, oh, my God, shoot me in my taint. I do not want to see this movie. <laughs> mm-hmm. <sighs> so, so yeah, wait, do you, have a, do you have a, just as hard of a time if it's... Is it easier for you if it's animated? Not always. Um, like, I'll, sometimes, give you, I'll, I'll give you an I, example. Like, were you, like, could you okay. sit through, like, uh, like, Moana? Yeah, probably. Okay. So if it's got, it, it, I th- I feel like it's a little bit different if it's animated, because it, it's yes, already because... you're already looking at a, something that's not real, right? The, the, right. the animation. Mm-hmm. So I think it, maybe it's more it's easier to uh, accept that in that world. Yes. Okay. Well, if you haven't seen Moana, I I recommend it because it's it's very mm-hmm. good. Okay. <laughs> um. All right, so what do we got next? So from the Besotted Geek Pod, Besotted Geek Podcast, I believe this is from Stork, because I believe Peacock has a different Twitter account. Yeah, it's at Mrs. Geek or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> and, it, yeah, it's like Miss Peacock something or other. Um, I'm following her, honest to goodness, but... <laughs> yeah, no, I think I am too, but I, I don't remember. I, I have a bad memory. Um, Besotted Geek Pod says... What's a bad movie you think that you think has a good enough concept but was just done poorly that could be remade into a good movie? Do you have one in mind? I have one in mind right there, now. There's a there's a lot. Yeah, actually, um, the, I I would probably say it's most of them are are direct to video movies that I'm like, man, if this had some bank and someone decent, they could have. They could have made chicken salad out of this chicken shit. Mm-hmm. Um, By the way, guys, that is not a tip. Do not make chicken salad out of chicken <laughs> shit. It does not work. I have tried it. <laughs> Salmonella for days. And oh. E. coli as well. <laughs> yep. I'll, I'll, bright side, didn't have to go to work. <laughs> well, there you go. That's that's good. Uh, okay, so... You know, trash movie that... Uh, it could have been done. It's a hard choice because there's so so many. I I um, I can think of one that we that we you done go that first I, then. All right. Well, it's not a trash movie, but we we actually did it on our podcast. I think uh, Monkey Bone. Yes, because that was a movie where we even said on the show a great concept. There's some good ideas in there, sprawled, uh, kind of sprinkled around. But mm-hmm. it had so much studio interference. The budget was ridiculously high, and they didn't know how to market it. And you know, it had so many rewrites and everything that it just bogged the movie down. I think if someone were to do it, another visionary director, like maybe um, uh, the girl that's doing the uh, Wrinkle in Time movie, uh, Ava mm-hmm. DuVernay, I think she could do a good job with that and with less studio interference. I think that would be. I think they, I think they can make a good version of it. Is what I'm trying to say. Okay. I've, although without Brendan Fraser, it would make me very sad. I would be super upset. Also, have you... you seen how sad Brendan Fraser is? No. He there's he... like, yeah. I looked at. Well, I wanted to see where the hell he was because we talked about it before. He's basically disappeared, right? Isn't he in the? He's on a new show on FX this year, isn't he? Yeah, but I mean, he he's not as pro, nearly as prolific as he used to be. No, no. But um. Every interview I found with him, like, recent-ish, he looks mm-hmm. very, very upset. 
And that like makes, just de- depressed and distraught. Yeah. Well, apparently, That's... I I heard that when he got divorced from his wife, she took like a lot of his money. And, oh, that's too bad. Yeah. So he just he looks sad. Brendan Fraser makes sad Brendan of Brendan his podcast. Wall. Yeah. Yes. Oh, my last name that. is out there. <laughs> <laughs> that we've already, we've already said it on the podcast before. Now they we? can Google me. Oh, good lord, no! D- don't look for me on the Google Maps. <laughs> um. Okay, so now it's my turn. Um. Don, hmm. there's just so many that I I don't want. <laughs> what about like, what about like, uh, like Batman and Robin or something? Uh, they would just, no. That's a total teardown. Okay. I mean, you you'd be making an entirely different movie. That's true. <laughs> like completely. To, the only thing that they would have in common with the original is Batman and or Robin. <laughs> we can come back to it um, if you want. No, no. Actually, uh, I I'm gonna go. Um, I'm gonna go with I don't limb on this one, and I am. I think they're already actually doing it, so hopefully it works out well. Um, but a Swamp Thing remake. Okay. I don't think I've ever big seen fan of the, I was a big fan of the comics. Um, the original is it's good. It's a Wes Craven movie. It's uh, a little a little hokey. Uh, the Return of the Swamp Thing, which is <laughs> with Heather Locklear, um, which is coming soon. Is that what you said? <laughs> I have it on VHS. So oh boy. I would I would definitely watch it for a podcast. But uh, yes, I I think um, with the resurgence of uh, with you know comic book movies over the last you know almost decade now, it I think it would be a good fit. I think the only problem, uh, the only trepidation I would feel about it is that it is a DC property, so it wouldn't, uh, yeah. be, it wouldn't be done well. Fuck that shit. Yeah. What is? Uh, well, I don't want to go off a rip, but I'll I'll just say fuck DC. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, the, In the, film format. The movies. Well, I'm not. I'm not yeah. like a combo comic book reader. I'm sure there's like, I mean, no, uh, no. There's been good DC movies outside of DC Studios. You know what yes. I mean? Like, cause I uh, for the Christopher Nolan's Batman trilogy was great. Um, mm-hmm. Tim Burton's first two Batman movies I enjoyed, and yep. the Superman movie with Christopher Reeve I liked. Even the second mm-hmm. one, I even controversially, controversially, I even liked Superman Returns. Mm-hmm. Okay. Boom. Yeah. Drop that one. <laughs> um. Okay. Anyway. Yeah. Just DC studio. Just DC like films like the recent crop of them. Except. Oh, except no. For Wonder I'm Woman. Changing. Changing my. Changing my. I just thought of one that would be perfect to be remade with good money, uh, and I think it would be an excellent movie. And and folks wouldn't be like, oh my god, they just did that because that I find that's happening a lot. A movie that's been done like within the last like ten or fifteen years that they're remaking is like we we just got over the first one. We don't need you to be the abominable Doctor Fibes. Okay, <laughs> it's a fantastic movie. Vincent Price is in the original. He plays a doctor uh, who is distraught about the death of his wife, and he takes vengeance upon those who have wronged him. Wait, but that's a bad movie that had a good concept. It's a great concept. Uh, the The movie. It's not so much that it's bad. It's just it's it's a product of its time. So the the effects are kind of hokey, and um, you know the acting is not the best at some point. Not from Vincent Price, but from some of the other folks. Yeah, I can think of several Vincent Price movies that could be you know could be redone, and you know it if they had other people in the movies who were good actors outside of Vincent Price, would they be better? <laughs> but Nathan, I've been taught that all remakes are evil. <laughs> nope. And then when a remake happens, the original cries. Uh that that can be true. <laughs> no, I'll I tell just, you that I think I'm I think I'm more ta- uh teasing the people that were like when the new Ghostbusters came out, they're like, "My childhood is dead." Oh my god! You know what? It, it, considering that the deaths 
of so many childhoods came long before that movie came out. Yeah, Ghostbusters 2. <laughs> Let's talk about uh, Transformers, uh, the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie. All these movies, guess what, guys and gals? You are not the target demographic. I hate to tell you this. These movies were not made for you. They were made for your kids. Also, speaking of Ghostbusters, I enjoyed the remake a lot. I did too. It was very funny. Yeah, I, the only my only gripe about Come at me, that bro. movie, the, my only gripe about that movie was that uh, I felt that all, some of the some of the lines felt shoehorned. Hmm. Fan service. The, the story was yeah. Well, no, this the no, not that. Okay. Like uh, everybody in the cast are very good with uh, improvisational comedy riffing. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I feel that a lot of the lines and stuff were that are in the movie were in there because you know Leslie Jones had a great thing to say, and uh, so did Kate McKinnon, and so did Melissa McCarthy, and so did Kristen Wiig. So let's find a way to get them all kind of kind of riffing and then we'll we'll keep throwing that in sometimes it was a little too much but by and large i i really enjoyed uh the movie what's really uh, when funny, I, I saw it in theaters in 3d so yeah it was and it was great it was a great use of 3d i want to say too that um it's funny because people like trash that movie and they're like oh nobody liked it nobody liked it critics actually liked it quite a bit it, it did the, not it was, deserve the vitriol that it got. No, I mean, if you look on Rotten Tomatoes, it's in the seventies. Like it's not, it's not uh, the audience rating is low because people were like, Meh, "Girls," <laughs> but you know, <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> it, it, I oh, that was so dumb when people. Anyway, uh, let's see here. I think you're. I think uh, you're. You're next. Oh yes. Um, okay, so this one is from the Untidy Venus. So that would be Izzy from Everything I Learned from Movies. Oh, my uh, She is asking... <laughs> right, popped it twice? I've popped it twice. Um, <laughs> take that, bacon, Steve. Take that, Steve. Uh, bacon or Canadian bacon? Mm, uh, bacon? Uh, for breakfast, bacon. On pizza, Canadian bacon. Oh yeah, I guess I'll go. I'll agree with that. And while I'm watching Canadian Bacon, Bacon. <laughs> Whoa! What if there was a movie called Bacon? Would you eat Canadian? Bacon? I would eat Canadian Bacon while watching it. Yes. There you go, Izzy. Unpack that. <laughs> um. Oh, we got another one from ELF. EILF movies. Who were your celebrity crushes as a kid, teenager, and now? Oh, it's easy. Okay. As a kid, Melissa Milano. Alyssa Milano was, oh my goodness. I, I was hoping a... you were going to say, as a kid, Alyssa Milano, teenager, Alyssa Milano, adult, Alyssa Milano. <laughs> <laughs> there, there, there is some truth to that. But uh, as, as a kid, Alyssa Milano. Uh, as a teenager, uh, Alicia Silverstone. Um, and goodness, now... Nathan, never, who's, no, your, not... <laughs> who's your celebrity crush? <laughs> Chloe Grace, no, no. What? <laughs> <laughs> nope. Um, no, I would. Unfortunately, well, I mean, not fortunately, I guess, but you know, it's it's something. It's obviously only ever going to be a crush in any situation whatsoever. Uh, Kate McKinnon, I think she is fantastic she is oh, I, she's very beautiful and hilarious I, I see what you're saying with the with the one way thing <laughs> yeah, yeah absolutely yeah but, and that's fine oh yeah 100 uh, <laughs> percent um wow as a kid okay uh, uh, that's harder for me i can't even think as a kid um as an adult i can tell you i can tell you emma stone a hundred percent as a teenager, man, I used to really be into Alicia Cuthbert, especially when oh, yeah. I saw uh, the girl next door. <laughs> yes, that shit. <laughs> Damn. Uh, when I was a kid, I mean, one of the movies I was watching as a kid were like The Lion King. I didn't really want to fuck cartoon animals. Uh, <laughs> try, try and think of it like that transition period, like just before teenager, but like after, like when you were like eight or nine so you're starting to like kind of notice girls and not think that they're gross and have cooties but you're still not a teenager yet that's where Alyssa Milano falls into my 
categories. My answer is Mufasa. No. Um, <laughs> <laughs> fuck, man. Like, because a, a lot of movies, too. I know when we did our episode talking about movies we uh, watched when we were way too young, a lot of those movies did not have very many big names in them. Because um, mm. I could not tell you who was in Nightmare on Elm Street other than Robert England. <laughs> part four. Heather Langenkamp, Johnny Depp. Oh, part, sorry. Part four, yeah. Um, Tuesday night. Fuck. Yeah, she's she's <laughs> cute. Well, you know what? Fuck, it's a hard one, man. I don't know. I what? I think uh, maybe like. Uh, you know what? I saw Jumanji when I was pretty young, and I I was kind of I was pretty into Kirsten Dunst. So let's go with that. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, because that would have been That's... I would have been like, I think I would have been like ten or eleven when that came out. So yeah, Kirsten Dunst. By the way, Kirsten Dunst still looks good today. <laughs> oh yeah, definitely. Also, can I can I tie Emma Stone with someone? <laughs> you mean physically or just like in this in this? Uh, not physically. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> I will add uh, Zoe Deschanel to that. Yes, she's she's delightful. Mm-hmm. I guess I just like whimsical actresses. <laughs> uh, all right, what do we got? We got two more here. Go ahead. Uh, this is from the Nerdy Bitches podcast at Nerdy Bitches Pod. Uh, best way to break into Canada? You know, asking for a friend. Uh, just ask politely. Hmm. Yep. Bring some. Ask, ask politely and fill out the paperwork. Um. Yeah. There's really no breaking required. We're we're pretty accepting people. Yeah, we're we're yeah. <laughs> I'm not, not going to say anything. I almost said something. I'm not going to say anything. <laughs> America, America, Donald Trump. Uh, yeah, just come in. Just come on over. Hey. We'll let you in. <laughs> Don't worry. There are places in Canada where the accent is definitely on the duh, but <laughs> oh, and don't get me also... wrong. There are places in Canada <laughs> comparable to some areas that you may not like where you currently are there are definitely not yes. canada is definitely not 100 percent uh what you would what you think it is it's not a utopia <laughs> no but there are certain areas that are quite safe and quite quite nice at least it will safe at least we'll go with safe <laughs> safe-ish you yeah. know i mean i'm i feel pretty safe where i am for the most part yeah yeah just ask politely okay last question this is from at podcast underscore what if. So the what if podcast. Who is the best quirky actor in your opinion? They list examples like Malkovich, Christopher Walken, etc., etc. Um, I am a 100% Christopher Walken. Um, but I will say a, a close second would be Crispin Glover. <laughs> oh, he is. He is quirky. That's for sure. To say the least. Um. Yeah, I mean, you can't really go. Ag- I, you know what? I'm gonna have two as well because you can't go against Walken. Like everything, he's the same in every movie, and I love it. <laughs> but uh, yes, if you want to have a second one in there, you know, I don't know if you'd call him quirky, but to me, he seems like sometimes he's kind of quirky. John Cusack. Yeah, but he's like that. He's lovable quirky, not like that dude's friggin' weird quirky. Oh hell no! Wait a second. I yeah. I know who who my who my quirky actor is. It's uh, someone who has somehow escaped our clutches <laughs> up until this moment. Nicholas Cage. <laughs> Boom. There you go. Nicholas Cage has not yet been featured on this podcast. We are forty episodes deep. That's weird, right? I, yeah, should keep this going. <laughs> maybe, well, maybe well, we'll listeners' maybe we choice can, is coming up. Yeah, it might happen then. Might we I don't actually, celebrate with our fiftieth episode? What's really funny is I don't see any Nicolas Cage movies in this list, <laughs> so I don't think it's gonna happen. Um, yeah, that's mine. I think I think that wraps it up. Um, where can you find your old pal Montrose? 
Oh, you can find him on Facebook at uh, Montrose Monkington the Third Esquire and Friends. You can find him on Twitter at Montrose the Third. That's the number three R D, and also Montrose Monkington TV on YouTube. Um, you know, uh, you'll check out some videos of him reviewing uh, wrestling and well, mostly wrestling these days. But I think with the nicer weather coming up, we're gonna see if we can get the little fella out into the world and uh, do some more uh, sketches and interviews out in the wilds of Canada. The wilds of Canada, somewhere in northern Canada, as the as uh, yep. <laughs> as Magic in the Water <laughs> said last week. Maybe um, we'll meet Ogopogo or Orky <laughs> or the Mishi or the Water Horse. <laughs> So that is that. Um, you can uh, also... Oh. No, 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 no. No, it's not that. That's right. It's not time for plugging. It is time to For hear. revealing. Right. Check this out, Brendan. I got this... I, I'm getting a doctor to look at it. I mean, can you see? I'm, I know it's a little revealing, but I think... I don't think... It keeps flaking off, um, But and then it comes back. I mean, what do you think? Oh, not that kind of revealing? Sorry. <laughs> Look, this is an audio podcast. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so take a listen to what's coming up next. Here is the trailer. It's called Backyard Wrestling. It's the hottest ticket in the country. They're the toughest tag team on the backyard circuit. Hey, how about a trunk match? Trunks? Oh, we do trunks. Oh, yeah. It's like you should be shot, but you're wrestling instead. It's the toughest circuit there is. Oh, my God, that's real blood. Yeah. Ain't it cool, lady? She's the internet whiz kid. He's a natural. I'm gonna make him an icon. The world's first cyber-created superstar. Who's got what they want. You talk about scoring with Chris? Yeah, it never happened. They're all about to find <laughs> out. It's Smackdown time! That the only way from amateur to pro. Vince McMahon, Ted Turner, fight me. Is the hard way. Maybe civilians shouldn't be doing this stuff. Are you actually starting to care about me? Love can be the fiercest battlefield of all. But she doesn't care about you, okay? Why don't you just email me, girls, and tell me who to choose? Cole, the outlaw, or Lee, the mighty ninja? You know, I'm the one who started this. You pick the guy, and I'm gonna have a big old date with him. And all of a sudden, you get all the hype, you get all the fights, and you get Chris. You're the one who said that you guys were just friends. We just became the world's first internet interactive soap opera. Like I'm just saying that I don't walk up on you, right? I'm the best, not you, don't you forget it. Now what? We finished what we started. Let's do it! Next stop's Lompoc, guys. What the hell's going on here? Everybody out of here! No! Both of you, strip. Now. No! I love bracelets. Check this out, Christy. With any luck, you both are going to be invited to the backyard championships. When they get to the junkyard, it's dog eat dog, and may the best dog win. Backyard dogs, starring Walter Emanuel Jones, Bree Turner. Introducing Scott Ham as Cole and featuring Japanese wrestling sensation Hayabusa, premier star of the FMW. Backyard Dogs, written and directed by Robert Boris. Today's mighty gladiators are right in your own backyard. Oh dear. <laughs> oh dear. <laughs> Oh man. I am not looking forward to watching this. <laughs> Nathan, why don't you tell us what I, we're doing? We're watching Backyard Dogs. To kick off a movie starring Hayabusa and uh Yeah, not anybody else. Bree Turner. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. I think he's she's one of the, the Power Rangers, had, wasn't he? Well, yeah, I think well, I don't know. I think she's the only one that had moderate success after this movie. <laughs> <laughs> Due to this movie, I'm sure. 
Yes, absolutely. I mean, you you get in a movie with Hayabusa and your your star just rockets. Good lord. So yeah, backyard dogs next week, and uh, I think we'll probably have our uh, our guest back from our last wrestling movie, Ready to Rumble. Yes, that'd be that'd be fantastic. Yeah, I, I I'm sure he's a big fan of this film as well. Who do you think I saw it with the first time I saw it? <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> Uh, yeah. so make sure you tune in for that next week also you can follow us on twitter and instagram at wwtt podcast find us on facebook what were they thinking uh we're on all the podcatchers of course podbean youtube itunes google play stitcher spotify uh pod knife human sentai pod teddy ruxpin appreciation corner uh, abc family al jazeera network man i got them all this time but not Disney. Not Disney. ABC Family. <laughs> you can catch us at 3.35 a.m. on the FXX network. <laughs> <laughs> We're on in between, you know, the first six episodes of The Simpsons and then the following six episodes of The Simpsons. <laughs> and then randomly an episode of Moesha. <laughs> yeah. But that's going to do it. Um, I guess I guess uh, I'm going to ask you now, if you... Have any questions? Or do you want me to ask uh, you It's up to I you. I think maybe, uh, I don't have any, any questions. I mean, do you have any questions? Well, I have one, I have one question for you. Okay, well, go right, yeah. You chose Backyard Dogs? What were you thinking? Hey everyone, it's Chris and Mike from The Recasting Couch the podcast where we take our favorite movies and discuss what they would be like with new actors in all the lead roles. Hey, Mike, tell them where they can find us on social media. You can find our website at therecastingcouch.com or on Twitter at RecastingPod. And of course, you can listen to us on iTunes, Stitcher, Android, or anywhere else you find your favorite podcasts. Yeah, if there's a service that's not posting our pod, you let us know and we will rectify that immediately. Damn right. <laughs> Thanks for listening, everybody. Hi, I'm Jay Batts. And I'm Michael. And we're the hosts of a very thought-provoking show called The What If Podcast. On it, we'll explore the big and little what-ifs of life and steer our listeners toward a better understanding of the real or hypothetical situations we might find ourselves in. Or not. On our journey, we'll learn interesting facts and fictions about the everyday world. And sometimes, most of the times, we'll dive headlong into rabbit holes that slide up against the subject and sharply turn away from it. Come along with us. We'll have fun and learn something new together. New episodes release every other Tuesday. Find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Music, and anywhere fine podcasts are archived.